0: Check, my check, one, two, my check, one, two, and we are live. Yo, what up? This is your daddy, not your daddy, but a daddy, and this is Rashad Harper and the Daddy's Thinking Out Loud podcast. Pretty much a glimpse into the mind of a father slash husband trying to make father daddy of the year every single year. That's my goal. And honestly, there really isn't any competition. It's really just me against myself every single year. I try to see if I can be a better father, a better husband every single year. And it means a lot to me. It's like winning the Heisman. Who's the receiver that just won the Heisman this year? Uh, Smitty is just like winning the Heisman for me. So I take it very seriously. I look back on what could I have done differently. And honestly, I feel like my wife really appreciates it. And I feel like my daughters, they'll probably tell me later on. They don't tell me right now that they appreciate it. But, you know, I try and be the best father that I can to them. But according to my wife, you know, I took it this past year for 2020. I took father of the year again. And she's always good about definitely when Father's Day comes around. You know, she definitely does a good job of making me feel special. She's awesome at gift giving. You know, I'm definitely, you know, some things that I want techie stuff and she definitely tries to come through with some of that stuff so shouts out to my wife on that so I definitely think she appreciates me you know trying to be the best father I can so it's 2021 is January 7th and just came back from the gym recording in my car for now because that's just the situation I'm in but hey that's what this podcast is all about now Yesterday, uh, technically, I'm not a political person. I really don't care too much about politics. Yes, I voted in this past election. Yes, I do live in Alabama. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. But what happened yesterday uh, with the Trump supporters pretty much storming, was it, the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., pretty much breaking through all the way to the floor and stuff like that. Man, all I'm going to say is that is crazy crazy and it's crazy because even though it was a whole lot of them they are still a small representation of what this country is about and it's like I wish the media would you know portray that yeah I mean that's a breaking story that's a top story but I mean hey how you feel is how you feel honestly you know I have my beliefs or whatever I'm not too into politics I believe you know if it's gonna be it's up to me you know no president No elected official is going to dictate how my life goes or how my family goes. And that's just how I feel. So Trump was in office. He was the elected president. Okay, cool. You know, I still go about my business the way I go about my business. When Barack Obama. Yeah, it was dope to have the first uh, African-American president in office. But hey, I still went about my business. It doesn't you know, it doesn't change how, you know, I govern myself and my family. So with that being said, I mean, seeing all these Trump supporters pretty much, you know, um, create this form of chaos or whatever, because they felt like Trump, you know, got, uh, what's the word, you know, there was some, something that happened with the election of the votes that where he was supposed to be the president. I don't know all about that. They just say that Biden was the elected official. I'm not going to get into who I voted for or whatever. Cause like I said, it really doesn't matter. You know, I'm just saying like, whatever your belief is, I believe everybody can agree that if the people that stormed the Capitol building, if they were any people of color, let's just say they would have never gotten as far as they would have gotten without somebody getting laid down and you know my heart goes out to those people who did get killed i believe it's like three or four of them hey i hate you know the loss of life in any form or fashion but man like it's definitely it's definitely a double standard it's definitely a double standard because if any people of color were to storm you know, the Capitol building, let's just say when Trump was elected, it would have been a completely different outcome. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to start the whole, the whole podcast isn't going to be about that. You know, this is definitely about, but it is about, you know, a glimpse into the mind of like, you know, a father, this is daddy thinking out loud. So that's what happened. That's what our country is going through at the moment It's definitely unfortunate, but I don't dwell on that. Honestly, right now, I'm not even on social media right now. So I found out through my wife telling me, you know, I don't watch TV like that. I don't, um, I definitely don't look at the news because it's depressing. You know, I don't want that dwelling on my mind. It's a lot of different positive things I have on my mind, different checklists that I have on my mind that I want to get done, focus on my wife and family. Like I said, I'm in the running for, you know, father of the year, husband of the year again this year, you know. So I focus on that. I'm not worried about, you know, how many deaths there are with the coronavirus. You know, that's depressing in itself to see, like, you know, you turn on CNN and they have, like, a ticker that says, like, okay, this many people, million people have died from, like, coronavirus. You know, my heart goes out to all those people who have, you know, passed because of that. But to put the number up on TV, I feel like that's a bit insensitive. And then it's just... they report negativity the whole day, like fear and negativity. And I do just fine not knowing all that stuff. Now I'm not oblivious to what's going on in the world, but I'm not about to sit there and watch that and look on my social media feed and see all this stuff all day. And that's one of the reasons why I'm not on social media right now, the beginning of the school year, not school year, but beginning of the year, because I wanna focus. I wanna focus on some of my goals, being consistent, putting out decent content, or whatever so i'm not on social media and so far it's been great for me you know i've gotten a lot of stuff done but enough about that enough about that one thing i wanted to talk about what's been going on with me here lately and my daughters you know for those of you all who don't know this is the first time you listen to this podcast i have two daughters i have a two-year-old and i have like a i believe she like five or six weeks you know, daughter. I have you know, my 2-year-old, two, two her name is Nova, and my uh 5 week 5 week old, she is her name is Halo. So my 2-year-old me and my wife are literally about at our wits end. It takes both of us. My heart goes out to any single parent out there trying to raise a 2-year-old because they are not lying when they talk about the terrible tools that statement that phrase in itself is accurate af is accurate the terrible tools are real and my daughter is at that stage right now and i love my daughter to life but i couldn't imagine life without her but she is going through a phase and it is trying my wife and up my wife and i have patience because she goes through these emotions and she pitches these tantrums and she's learning, I don't know, maybe she's learning from me and my wife. I don't know. But sometimes I need to go into a corner, have a quick conversation with God, pray about something while I snap on this little girl. Because she has so many emotions. And given, not tooting my own horn or my genetics or anything, but my daughter's low-key a genius. She I feel like she's a lot farther along. Than most two year olds. And I say that because I'm an educator, you know, at the elementary school level. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm an educator and, you know, I expose her to a lot of things and I have, you know, different learning techniques because that's what I went to college for. But at the same time, she, the way she grasps information and the way she critically thinks, she's on the next level. But at the same time, when you have a genius, you know, every genius has a bit of crazy in them. And I believe she's no exception. Like, she's getting to the point where she's very stubborn, just like her mother. She gets that from her mother. Uh, Shouts out to my wife, Bree. But she's getting to the point where she's so stubborn that, you know, when she wants something, she wants it. And she'll tell me and my wife, and it's getting to the point she's fearless with it. Because we'll tell her to go do something, and she'll say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And the way I grew up, growing up in the South, two-parent home and stuff, that is something you just don't do. Now, I don't know if I did it when I was two years old. I can't remember. But it's just something you just don't do. You don't talk back to adults. You know, you stay in your lane or whatever. But she'll tell us what she don't want to do. We tell her to clean up. She said, I'm tired of cleaning up. And I'm like, and she speaks very well. And I'm just like, I, don't, I didn't ask you if you were tired of cleaning up. This whole thing about, I don't know if it's this generation, but this whole thing about, you know, kids having their own opinion. I didn't have an opinion and I'm not super old. I'm a millennial, but I didn't have an opinion growing up. If my parents told me to do something, I wish I would tell them how I felt about what they told me to do. There was no option. It was do it. And you better do it in a timely manner. So I kind of have that form of parenting for my parents, but I'm not insensitive about it. You know, I definitely take her emotions and stuff into consideration, but Hey, sometimes when I tell you to clean up, I mean clean up, that doesn't mean go do what you want to do. And I believe that's where we bump heads. And sometimes she just gets overwhelmed or she wants something so much that she will just lose her little mind and just pitch a fit and pitch a tantrum. And for a minute, me and my wife thought that, okay, it might be something going on with our child. But after speaking with other parents of two-year-olds, like my sister, You know shouts out to her yanni hopefully i get her on the podcast soon she's definitely you know my first sponsor of this podcast you know if you listen to the first episode she bought my mic or whatever she has a two-year-old and she says you know he pitches fits and tantrums and stuff too and you know speaking with other people who have two-year-olds they say the same thing around the same thing that they pitch fits or and studies show that they don't know how to regulate those emotions you know, they're just getting to the point where they're having all these emotions of frustration, sadness, or, you know, being overjoyed or excited, and they don't know how to regulate those or calm them down or know how to transition into something when something's over. So like, for example, if we're blowing bubbles and then it's time to eat, she doesn't know how to, okay, it's time to put the bubbles up and it's time to eat because mommy says it's time to eat. And me and my wife, of course, being the parents, young parents, you know, We're working on navigating those feelings and transitioning and getting her to transition as as well as staying consistent with, you know, whatever her punishment is or, you know, acknowledging her feelings and how she feels about things. So Mm -hmm. it is definitely a journey. But I believe one of the one of the key factors that goes into her acting the way she acts is because we did just bring home another baby girl. And a lot of our attention goes towards Halo because, you know, she's a breastfed baby. Um, she requires a lot of attention and naturally Nova's not used to that. She's so used to every, all the attention being on her. And if she looks up and she sees, you know, my wife coddling, you know, Halo, or, you know, me calling Halo when my wife's not there, she always, she feels that jealousy but she doesn't know how to regulate that jealousy she doesn't know how to acknowledge that she's jealous and sometimes she'll just say no halo no halo and it sounds kind of dark but you know my wife kind of gave me the perspective she's not saying that she just she wants time without halo she wants to spend time with mommy without halo and that's why I feel like it's wonderful that you know she's being raised by two parents which is I'm not gonna say it's rare I'm gonna just say it's very fortunate we're very fortunate you know for her to have two parents that are understanding or whatever but you know sometimes it's just you know that jealousy overtakes her and she doesn't know how to tell us like okay i need some time so you know we definitely have to be present and be aware of what she's going through because those terrible twos are serious she pitched the tantrum one time and she wasn't doing what i told her to do she wasn't cleaning up and I got frustrated and I was about to snap on her and I pop butts. I pop butts and I don't do it. You know, I believe in corporal punishment. I don't go overboard. She get three pops on the butt. And honestly, the thought of getting her butt pop pretty much does it. Like if I tell her to come over here, and get her butt pop, she'll break out into tears and crying before I even touch her. And then my wife didn't agree with it, you know, for a while. And I told her, I'm like, I'm barely even touching her. It's just the fact that she has to understand that there's a consequence for not doing what mommy and daddy say do. So one time I showed her, like, okay, I had to show my wife. While I told, you know, Nova to come here, she was, you know, getting her butt popped. I only do three pats on the butt. I showed her me barely touching her, and she still about lost her mind or something like that. So I told her, I showed my wife, like, you see, she's just being dramatic or whatever but one time i told her to clean up and she didn't want to clean up she was just tired of cleaning up she had just fed up so i believe i popped her butt i told her to go sit in her bed lay in her bed and she was just going through it she was just going through it that day she needed a you know she needed a baby mental health day or whatever but she went in there and pitched the fit i mean rolling on the floor Crying. I'm talking about yelling. And me and my wife just had to come in there. It was like, okay, what we're not going to do was probably not the best thing to do is come in here and match that energy. And then just start, you know, yelling at her, stuff like that. It's probably not what she needs. Definitely not the type of mental stress she needs. So I just came in there and I gave her a hug. I got down to her level, about knee level, and... I gave her a great big hug, and I asked her, you know, do you need yuv-yuv? You know, could we say yuv-yuv? Because she hasn't gotten the L's down. L's be whooping my uh, baby girls, but she says yuv-yuv instead of love-love. So she said, you know, I said, do you need some yuv-yuv? And she was like, yeah. So she gave me a big hug, and you know, that's she just needed that attention. She just needed that attention. So that was a milestone for me, learning that sometimes she just needs that attention. That that one-on-one attention, you know, of not me getting on to her, but me just acknowledging her feelings and you know listening to her whatever she's going through so even though terrible twos are very terrible it's a huge it's a huge growth step for their development in regulating their emotions and I have to show that maturity level more than I have been to you know pretty much facilitate that growth and make sure that she's you know Her feelings are getting acknowledged or whatever, because there's no question she loves daddy. Oh, she loves daddy. And it's crazy how kids operate, too, because I'll pop her butt. I'll snap on her or whatever and come back. And then she, you know, I'll leave. And then she come back and she running up to me, you know, want to hug me, want to, you know, cuddle with me and stuff like that. She's pretty much a sour patch kid. My daughter's a sour patch kid. That's exactly what she is. First, they're sour. Then they're sweet. That's exactly what she is. And my daughter has no medium. Nova has no medium. She's the exact opposite of her baby sister, Halo. She's very intense. She's either very high, like if she gets angry, she's angry. Oh, she's there 100%. If she's excited, she's excited. If she's sad, she's really sad. If she's mad, she's really mad. So there is no in between. There's no calming down. She's going 100% in any direction that she chooses and even winding down like trying to get her to take a nap is a task in itself because she's so stubborn and she gets that from her mother it's just the fact that i'm telling her to do something she feels like she wants to do the opposite or she's just being stubborn because i'll sit there and i'll sit in the room and i'm like you need to take a nap because she doesn't take a nap towards the end of the day oh she is a jerk she is a turd to deal with like those emotions go crazy So she needs to take the nap. I'm sitting in there an hour. She laying down, won't take a nap. We get up and we go over to her Mimi's house. Right when we get in the car, she knocked out sleep. And I'm like, we sitting in there this whole time. You could have took a nap and we get in the car. Now you knock out and want to go to sleep. She's stubborn. She's just a stubborn two year old. A genius, but a stubborn two year old. Now, um, one thing that we've been doing though, to give her her time is we switch babies so it's like you know I'll get Halo my wife will get uh, Nova or I'll get Nova my wife will get Halo so that's been working pretty well with us so far but as far as you know us having a full grasp on it man we're still learning we're definitely still learning you know and sometimes we take that ill like sometimes me and my wife look at each other after we put them down You know, for bed, and we're just like, we got our butts whooped today. We got our butts whooped today. Like, they took it all out of us. And it's crazy when they tag team on us, too. Like, Halo start crying, and then Nova start crying, and we're just like, oh, what y'all not going to do. What y'all not going to do is tag team on us. So, hey, raising two girls is a task with two parents. So my heart goes out to all those single mothers out there trying to raise one child or two or more than two by themselves, because it is a job, man. It is a job. And to me, I believe they need two parents, but, you know, people have their different situations. But at the same time, like the other party or the, you know, the other parent, don't don't discount what the... What the parent who's raising the child is going through because they're there on that day to day, dealing with those emotions of a child. And it's it's a, it's a job. It's definitely a job. So that's what I wanted to talk about on this episode, episode three of daddy's thinking out loud. That's one thing been on my mind is terrible twos, terrible twos. So if you have a two year old, if you got some advice, if you got some stories you want to tell, you can comment or, you know, share this or, you know, definitely message me or something like that. If you had any questions or something. And look, I'm an open book. Like I said, I'm trying to win father slash husband of the year this year. So anything that works, send it to me. Also, if you know a good YouTube channel or podcast that talks about, you know, great parenting tactics or tips, let me know, especially for dads, because I look into some of them and. I don't get them because, you know, they have the, the, the British accents and, you know, some of the stuff is just not relatable for me, my culture and, you know, you know, how I plan on raising my children ever, but I'm definitely looking for, you know, to educate myself on, you know, raising little girls and, you know, helping their little minds develop or whatever, you know, cause I know it's going to pay off in the long run, but let me get in here. Get my day going. Hey, this is big for me. This is episode three. This is my second time recording. I'm being consistent with it. Second time this week. Hopefully, I'm going to try and get out at least one or two episodes every week. Today's Thursday. Make sure you go check out my second episode, which I recorded on Tuesday. And, you know, give me some feedback or whatever. I know it's not the perfect thing. You know, the audio might not be perfect, but my goal is to put out decent content and grow the podcast, and learn more about podcasting. So hopefully, you know, I'm going to get some dope people on here to interview, you know, some dads, some parents. You know, this is not just for dads, even though it's a glimpse into the mind of what we go through. Because, honestly, people don't care about what dads go through. We take all the flack and everything, but nobody really cares about, okay, this is what this father may be going through, or, you know, The the changes he may be having to make in order to um, provide or, you know, the mistakes that we make is not necessarily intentional. It's just, you know, it's a lot of changes that go through when you especially get married or have kids and then, you know, you're that male figure in, you know, your spouse's life or, you know, your child's life. So. You know, that's pretty much what this podcast is about. But I'm looking to get some dope people on here to interview. Don't know who's going to be my first person, but got to look out for the for the GOAT episode. I'm going to get my dad on here. And that episode, I already know, is going to be hilarious because my dad is a character. My dad is a character. The greatest of all time now made me the man who I am today. I learned how to be a husband, learned how to be a father from him. You know, take care of your responsibilities. You know, he is definitely, you know, my role model, my idol, but he is hilarious because he is his own person and he does and believes what he believes. And I'm going to get him on here and definitely have him drop some knowledge, some insight, tell some funny stories about my childhood and, you know, some of the trials and tribulations he had to go through as a young father, you know, raising five kids. You know, I'm not going to give too much of it because, you know, I'm going to save that for the episode. But be looking out for that. It's probably going to be titled The Goat Episode, you know, where I interview my dad. But this is me signing off. Daddy's Thinking Out Loud podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, leave a comment. Do all that. All right.